Decks. Hey guys, it's Z-Man here from Behind the Decks here at Heart Island 2019. And I think some of you guys might recognize we have a returning champion to the show. It's Callie. What's up guys? Yo. So thanks for coming on with us again. Uh, I think it's so funny because last time we, we chatted a year ago, you know, we were we were at one of the pool stages. It's actually not even there anymore. Jaws, they, yeah, uh, that's right. they completely yeah, yeah. took out. Uh, Nomad now is the name of the yeah, club. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And, you know, you saw, of course, the uh, the ocean in the background, the sea. Yeah, and yeah. We had the interesting interruption <laughs> and all that with MKN. Um, but now, you know, we're here at nighttime. The rain stopped. And... Um, I guess I'll start with uh, what's what's really happened in the past year for you in your career. What 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 milestones do you feel like you've achieved? Yeah, okay. So uh, the last year, I've just really got back in the studio and got um, got busy in the studio, um, and yeah, just trying to up my game. I mean, the, the the production level just literally year by year just seems to just get better and better. Artists seem to keep pushing, you know, their sound further and further and. Um, yeah, just attention to detail is just everything and um, yeah, just literally just paying attention to what everyone's doing and uh, yeah, really, really trying to go for it. So yeah, I think at the moment I'm probably sitting on the most music I can ever remember sitting wow. on. Yeah, so literally I think I've got like my next five releases all ready to go and, and working on the, the next few. So. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's been, uh, been exciting. I'm looking forward to getting the music out there as well. So yeah, yeah. So, uh, with f those five releases, uh, just to clarify, do you mean like five new tracks or five? Yeah, so yeah, um, I think I've got five tracks finished. Um, some of them, uh, so uh, yeah, the ones I've got finished, they're pretty much all already signed to labels. Uh, there's, there's issues with one of them um, right. where, like the one track we're using has got, uh, it's basically a cover of an of a, uh, old commercial UK dance track. Uh, mm. Which was huge. You would, you know, if you go on YouTube, it's had a few million views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so there's a little bit of thing with the vocal because we we actually sampled the vocal. We thought uh, we thought we would get permission. Yeah. Because we're we we're, we're sort of well, the guy I wrote the track with, he's friends with the original producer. And when it came to saying, look, you know, is it okay to use mm -hmm. this? He said, well, I'm cool with it, but unfortunately, the rights are owned by like three different people. And yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah said boring you were home boy it's but, it's yeah copyright law is just insanely yeah. complicated so and, basically yeah. it looks like what we're gonna have to do is get someone else to redo the vocal and do it as an official cover uh, not as a as an official remix so, right right yeah. that's an interesting distinction there because a, a cover is more just the artist saying i'm going to bring in my own elements but it's clearly inspired by yeah, I mean, the, that the, original the, the track will be exactly the same okay. the, the only difference will be the vocal so really Instead of having the sample, okay. we've just got to get someone to re-sing it. Um, okay. So, yeah, but... Um, That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's the one thing that pops to mind immediately is, uh, you know, when Randy, of course, for Zombie... Oh, yeah, yeah, He course, spent yeah. months uh, getting that official permission. And yeah. it really paid off for him because he was able to release it on Spotify. And, I mean, the tracks got millions of views on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was it's, absolutely it's played at all the biggest festivals, not even for Hardstyle necessarily, I think. Yeah. Uh, was it Darren Styles who did an edit of it or...? Uh, I think Gamma did an edit of it. Maybe it was Gamma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it was one of those two guys. Yeah. And that, got, that, that's what got played out at, um, at Ultra, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... Yeah, and I forgot you have an edit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. No, I mean, it's a great track to edit. And, oh, yeah, you know, without a doubt. Um, yeah. And, and I have to say the timing of that one was particularly interesting and a bit sad because 
of course, um, I, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name, but you know, from the Cranberries. Yeah, from the Cranberries, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, I can't think of the name she, either. She had just, uh, well, Irish names are just difficult for me in general, so. Yeah. <laughs> Gaelic names. But, but you know, she had just passed away, and so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's all this kind of sentiment again, you know, people wanting to go back to that track. Yeah, and, definitely. And, uh, yeah. and Randy had already had it done, and so it was just like, it really fit the moment well. And, it did, yeah, it all, you know, all happened to the Not right to take any credit away from him, of course, because he, I mean, he's, he just does an incredible job with his vocal contributions on tracks and everything, but. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I only, I, uh, it was only just before he did that, I actually found out that he did a lot of vocals yeah, for his tracks yeah. himself, I mean. Fucking hell, if he, if he ain't talented enough making music and he's actually actually doing the vocals as well. Yeah, it's cool to see someone really trying to do the yeah. whole package because I, I feel like most artists say, I want to be good at, really good at one thing and usually that's producing whatever subgenre you yeah, produce yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, it, yeah, that, I think it is cool seeing things like that. Yeah, very sure. cool, very cool. But um, also, so something else I wanted to ask you about, you're, I know you're very embedded in the UK scene, you really are supporting all sorts of events throughout the year, yeah. trying to build up that scene. And uh, as an outsider, it's, it's always, I, I catch bits and pieces of flyers here and there, and I'm like, oh, it looks like things are going great, but uh, how would you say the overall health is uh, of the scene at the moment? So in the UK, um, we've definitely had a few tough years, and mm. um, num the numbers of people going out to clubs has definitely dropped. I mean, I, just to give you a sort of example, going back like four or five years ago, I was playing out like 140 gigs a year. Now I'm, now uh, maybe not even a third. So, mm. and the, you know, this isn't, it's not due to not getting bookings. I'm still playing all the like the major events, but it's due to like so many clubs closing. Yep. Um, lots of event promoters have gone from monthly to, to quarterly. Then they've gone uh. to like one or two a year. Um, lots, loads of promoters have just, finished and they just used to exist yeah but yeah. so but you know instead of just trying to paint a, a sort of glum picture of it i mean i think the last year has probably been the, the first year in the last maybe four or five years where i've actually thought it does seem to be picking up again it's starting to it is the starting to, again. yeah That's again the upswing again i think um one of the tough things in the uk is since there are so many like incredible events in holland abroad um i like a lot of my friends they sort of stopped going clubbing yeah and then thought, well, instead of going clubbing, we'll just go to three big foreign festivals a year. Yeah. So, and you know, when like the festivals abroad are really good value for money as well. I mean, you know, even things like this. So. Right, Hard Island is incredible value yeah, for money. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> if you go, if you go on a weekend out, if you just go to what, in fact, you go in the UK one night out to just a little club with say a couple hundred people, you're going to spend the best part of a hundred quid anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. You know, when you just add a flight on top and you know to go abroad you're not paying that much more for a, a, a that big huge experience no. of like the you know massive lineup huge production so it yep. is getting it is tough to get people to come out back home but you know like i said this is the first year i felt where numbers seem to be picking up there's a little bit more excitement so fingers crossed we can uh, you know keep going in that direction yeah absolutely and, and i hope the best because the thing is like i can really emphasize just from america uh, we we have the same kind of struggle with are is the scene growing or is it stagnating yeah. and it's a debate that just rages on and on and of course you know huge shout out to guys uh, of course from the UK like Kutsky yeah. who I mean the keeping the rave alive concept is so successful and he he goes to cities that never get shows yeah yeah uh, you know places like Seattle come to mind and he was recently in Vegas actually for the first time and you yeah. think Vegas has a huge scene but that's not really the case they get EDC and that's it. 
Yeah. So he, he, he's gone to these different places and he's really trying to just spread the word of, of hard dance music in general. And that's, it's really cool to see. And yeah, definitely. I think over the last few years, like a lot of UK names have started to become successful in music production. Mm. Um, you know, if you think of like sort of Aviate and Kane, people like that, you know, Destructive Tendencies, obviously. Yes. And I think... We played an interview of, actually, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a, a lot of these, um, a lot of these guys, like your, like whereas, for example, in the UK, you know, we made our way up through the scene in the UK first. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are just literally staying home, nailing the music production. And they're, they're, they're nailing it abroad before they're nailing it in the yeah, UK. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of coming back to the UK, which is quite... Really interesting. Really interesting. Kind of in reverse yeah. of what you'd expect. Know, but I think that the more, the more that happens, the more... I think the more successful UK producers there are that are recognized by the global scene, not just within the UK, yeah. that's going to hopefully help things thrive a bit more in the 100%. UK. 100%. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So... Last question I want to ask is actually, um, we, we almost never do this, but we had a fan who said, I really want you guys to interview Callie. And he had a question for us. Uh, DJ Ortega, I believe is the username. So shout out to you. Oh, I know the name DJ Ortega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, he, he just wanted to know uh, what you think about the rise over the years back. Cause he, he said he's been DJing and listening to, to you know, hard style since it was in like the 140 BPM range. And, yeah, yeah. And now there's just been such a, uh, of course, we all know there's been a huge interest spike in different up-tempo. And yeah. I mean, Peacock's playing in the background, for example, and he's not up-tempo French core, but uh, regardless, it's, it's high BPM music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people try to correct me all the time. That's not up-tempo. I'm like, well, the tempo's up, <laughs> but there is a distinction. I'll be fair. So he wants to know what you think, basically, of that, of that rise over the past, you know, few years i guess you'd say yeah well i mean funny you should say this because uh we were i've had this conversation about half hour ago so we were walking along the beach and we bumped into audio freak and um, oh yeah. i still haven't seen sam yet i gotta i gotta say hi yeah cool well, he's guy. just made a, an ep called i think it's beyond 150 yes, yeah fantastic and it's incredible fantastic and basically EP. the the ep is like a few tracks all faster than 150 bpm so yep. i think the slowest one is 160 and it goes up to maybe 200 something like that yeah but um it's um it's incredible and like you 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 listen to it and to me they, they all sounds to me they, they've all got sort of connections to hard style but obviously like some of them are more uk hardcore then yeah. there's slightly more gabber influences in one but i think for me it's a good example of showing just how versatile the music is at the moment and i what i was saying to him when we were chatting was I think at this moment now, there's never been so much variety in the music, and I feel like up and maybe up until say six months a year ago, they've always been like trends in hard style, and it's like, okay, it's got to be the Dutch kick, or it's got to be the reverse bass, or it's got to be the triplet style, or got to be this. And I think at the moment, the way things are, um, there's more license to do whatever you want, and I see produce like different producers doing different things. No one seems to be following one particular path. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more exciting than ever. And it means there's less rules. You can kind of just go with what you feel. Yeah. And I really like it. And I mean, even in my sets, um, like going back a year ago, I was maybe bootlegging and editing like UK hardcore tracks to slow them down so they'd fit in with my sets. And recently I've stopped bootlegging editing them, I've just played them as they are. Yeah. And like uh, when I played here a couple of days ago um, on the one stage, Yes. halfway through my set I slowly increased the BPM and I think I went up like 10 BPM, okay. dropped in some UK hardcore, and then after a few more tunes I thought, you know, I'm going to 
kind of slow it back down and then went back into the more mm. traditional art style. And yeah. I think it's, you know, whereas before people might have gone, oh, what's going on there? <laughs> Now it all just seems to be accepted. I mean, at the end of the, the stage where we were playing, there was a, uh, a guy who, um, he's, a, he's a DJ that like a lot of you would know, but anyway, he's a, under a new alias called Monkey Business. Oh, and, uh, yeah, from Ziga Squad, yeah. Blew my mind, yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Like he was, um, I don't even know what style of music he was. <laughs> it, to me, it sounded like fast reverse bass and it was incredible, it was brilliant. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think the way the, the way, where the music is now is really exciting and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe trying some faster stuff myself, so. Right, I think a lot of uh, producers now, like you said, Audio Freak's a great example, but he's been doing it, I think, for years now. But overall, you have a lot of them who are really are thinking outside of the box. Yeah. Because Hardstyle used to be this box where it, it's 145 to 150, that's it. Yeah, I think and, if you pick any year going back, that year was the year of this. Yeah. That year was the year of that, you know? Um, and there's always been like a theme, but now I, so I, I don't, like this year, what's... It's kind of like whatever now. It is whatever, yeah, it is literally I, I whatever that. goes. I love that. And it also so seems fun. to be like a crossing over as genres. You've got the UK hardcore guys kind of getting a bit more into the hardstyle, yeah. and you know, then people making faster hardstyle, which is getting more like UK hardcore, so yeah. it's really like crossing over, and, and it, it's great really, to see, really yeah. good, really good to see. 100%. I mean, we, we got... Um, like some of the UK hardcore guy guys are out here this weekend, like you know mm -hmm. Max Wolf, Jacoby. Yeah. But like they've been hanging around all the hardstyle stages, and <laughs> like we've been hanging around the, the UK hardcore stages. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool. There's yeah. a lot of crossover than that. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, really cool. So I guess do you have any last words for the fans? Uh, anything about your experiences here? Just whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, just um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, thanks to everyone who's supporting. Thanks to everyone who came to the stage uh, when we were there. Also, I want to shout out uh, Mr. Shocker. Um, so Shocker, Shark, who's um, been uh, been my host, um, he was a host for Cali and Juice for mm -hmm. years, uh, yeah, a crazy amount of years, and like, well, since the start. And um, so this year he's come out for the first time, he, um, he hosted my set, he hosted Natsuki's set, he hosted Archangel's set. Um, and and he's, he's doing the um, Dark Side Arena tomorrow, oh. doing the whole arena, and also... Um, uh, yeah, he, he was lucky enough to, we were at the stage with Villain and uh, Villain passed the mics to him last night in Calypso. <laughs> so, uh, what's, what, what's that was it? I got, DT's. Oh, DT's, yeah, Destructive Tendency. Uh, so, I think did, I, I, saw, I saw you on there for a bit, yeah. Yeah, and you know, really got fun. a really big welcome off everyone. So, yeah, it's just anyone, anyone who's appreciating any of the UK sounds creeping in everywhere. So, yeah, much appreciated, guys. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you very much again for the Pleasure time. Pleasure again, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed we're doing next year. So. Abs absolutely. I, I'd love to be back. Well, well, we'll see what the future holds, right? Yeah, yeah, wicked. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Tune in soon. Nice one, guys.